standby. Hello. Thank you for choosing the Lackadaisical Labricubicularist Podcast. Without further delay, here is your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the Librocube. My name is Jordan Maywood and I am the Lackadaisical Librocubicularist. Today is Perf Video Games Day. And uh, I feel a little pressed for time, so I may talk quicker than normal. Something I do have to say, though, despite my feeling of rushness, is that there will be spoilers. Folks, I am going to spoil the living bejesus out of this video game. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Another thing I like to say is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. Oh, God. No, that is just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment within iTunes, as that is what helps podcasts grow and flourish and turn into things. Things! Our last piece of podcast-related goodness before we hop right in quick, quick, I've done this, have I not? Yes, I have, is today's sponsor. Today's sponsor is the Last Fungus Antifungal Cream. Once again, today's sponsor is the Last Fungus Antifungal Cream by Clicker. Okay, so today I have a video game, a very, very, I'm going to go ahead and throw in one more very good game. Uh, this game is guaranteed to win a metric shit ton of awards. That is a gear on friggin' tea. Uh, the game, of course, is The Last of Us. Yeah, it's been out for a while now, but uh, I kind of bided my time until the price went down, as I like to do. And uh, I would have paid full price for this game and been happy to do so. It's just I wasn't sure if that was going to be the case, but now I am sure it was the case. Uh, this is kind of... It is not technically a zombie video game, in the sense that the bad guys are zombies, but that's also like saying uh, Half-Life is not a zombie game, in that the bad guys are not technically zombies, although quite a lot of their actions are zombie-like from being infected to losing their minds and going crazy and the thought that once they are infected, that's it, they're no longer human. That whole sort of zombie idea. Uh, this game starts on day one of this zombie-ish apocalypse. And that almost rhymes, zombie-ish and apocalypse. So, you know, that's pretty good. The story starts out with focusing on a dad and daughter. And uh, shit starts to go down and go down quickly. Uh, something I've noticed of zombie-ish first-day outbreak experiences is they're always very, very similar, and I wish and hope that uh, something comes about that shows this experience in a totally different way that we have never seen before, because I've never seen one that didn't sort of follow the same formula that they always do. On that note, I'm not going to get into much of day one other than to say... And this is where the spoilers are probably going to come fast and furious. And that is to say that uh, 
dad and daughter almost make their escape with the help of uncle. However, daughter is shot. Yeah. Something that this video game very, very much emphasizes that I love is that within a zombie apocalypse, or a zombie-ish apocalypse, okay, okay, don't kill me for saying zombies all the time, even though they're not, is that uh, quite often, in fact, almost always, human beings are worse than the actual zombie threat. And this game very, very much emphasizes that throughout, where if there's some zombies roaming about, you know, it's bad, but they're pretty easily dealt with. It's where the humans get involved, where you don't know if they're good, you don't know if they're bad. They are quite often armed and dangerous. <laughs> so uh, I very much like that sort of feel to it, that human beings are bad. Watch out for them. Uh, something sort of right after this daughter is shot is we suddenly through the miracle of time-shifting, jump 20 years ahead. So, uh, this dude, Joel, by the name, is sort of 20 years down the road from his daughter dying and living in this zombie apocalyptic world, and he's sort of grizzled, definitely grizzled, I think that would be number one, uh, world-weary, he's done anything and everything in order to survive over 20 years. And uh, not all of it good. So definitely that sort of anti-hero feel to him. Someone who's done a lot of bad in his life, killed a lot of people in order just to survive. Mm. So, as you probably know, if you know anything of this game, he gets sort of involved with the protecting of a girl by the name of Ellie. Should I... Yeah, okay. The way this comes about is that... There exists a rebel group called the Fireflies. I mentioned earlier that this has a sort of Half-Life feel to it, and it is so, so many sort of correlations between this game and the Half-Life series. For example, the people in charge of the city and then the rebels are in both games. And that whole sort of vibe of, uh, I guess you could say the government taking control and forcing people to do things and curfews and... Uh, doling out rations and, and things of that nature appear in both games. The reason Joel gets gets almost, from his point of view, definitely at first saddled with the responsibility of taking Ellie from point A to point B, and then to point C, and then to point D, is that she has been bitten and exposed to this virus that turns people into these fungally controlled quote-unquote zombies, and maybe I'll just mention there that the reason I say zombie-ish repeatedly is because they are not technically zombies. I'm aware of that fact. It's just much of their nature is zombie-esque. Uh, they are rather spores, fungal spores that infect and then take over control of your brain and cause you to act like a zombie. Okay? Okay. She was exposed to these, and somehow, some way, despite the fact that it's normally only a day or two before you are taken control of, she has gone three weeks without turning, as they say. So, the Fireflies believe she is the only hope for a cure, the only hope for humanity to come out of this dark, dark age. So, because the, again, I'll just call it government, although I'm not sure if that's 100% accurate, the government has sort of decimated the Fireflies to such a degree that they've had to ask for outside help, in this case from Joel and his uh, girlfriend, 
his lady friend, let's call her, to take Ellie from the city to um, another city. Yeah, and then maybe to another city, and then possibly to another city. It's a lot of traveling, which, which uh, if you've listened to many of this podcast, probably specifically Book of Wednesdays, you will know I love a good quest. And I love a good quest. Traveling from point A to point B for whatever reason, be it to, I don't know, throw a ring in a volcano, or to take a uh, immune to infection girl to have her tested to get a cure for fungus zombies, whatever it is, there's going to be cool shit that happens along the way. And that is basically what this whole, what this whole video game is all about, is the traveling from A to B, from B to C, etc. Along the way, though, we're going to come across a shit ton of baddies in the form of the fungally infected, and they come in several forms. One are sort of, uh, I guess what you would call fast zombies, almost like your 28 Days Later zombie-esque, because those weren't zombies either, sort of that idea. And then there are the clickers. The clickers are a really cool invention of this video game. Zombies still, but more sort of furtherly adapted, have been infected longer to where their heads have sort of exploded in mushroom-like projections. And they do not see, as they no longer really have, I don't know, faces. But they do hear, and they hear through a sort of echolocation, it almost sounds like, hence the clicking, almost bat-like. So if you're not moving, you can usually get away with them sort of walking by and not noticing you. So that's a very cool mechanic. They're much more powerful, so if they do catch you, that's pretty much it. Whereas the, the other guys can see you, but if they do catch you, you have much more opportunity to fend them off. So it's a very cool sort of in-between, which is worse than the other. They're both equally bad for different reasons kind of idea. Uh, good idea. Then there's a third one, which we don't come across very often. Uh, I think they were called the Bloated. I, I didn't actually write it down. They were even further infected for a longer period and were sort of oozing spores and would like explode with spores when shot enough. And they were hard to kill, actually. Kill them with fire was my tip of the day. Kill it with fire. Uh, one of the first things that starts happening is that I'm being pursued. I never, I kind of get why it's pursuing me because I killed a bunch of them, I suppose is the reason. But uh, after I escape the city, the people of the city are chasing me, me and my girlfriend and Ellie. Eventually it reaches the stage where my girlfriend has become infected. And uh, this is where the heartstrings start to be pulled, because Joel doesn't really want to go on this quest. He's sort of anti-quest. He is of the mind that, as I mentioned, he will do anything in order to survive. And in order to survive, taking on this quest is not a good idea, because it's fraught with dangers. Absolutely fraught. However, his girlfriend, who, spoiler, becomes infected and then dies defending a position so Ellie and Joel can escape from this government, quote-unquote, folk, makes him vow her sort of dying wish that he will continue on and take her where she needs to go in order to hopefully save humanity. So he is 
a extremely reluctant hero, and I like that. And that's that whole sort of first section is uh, escaping from the city. Uh, a lot also of this game, sort of a cool idea they do, is that periodically you'll see in the far distance an area you have to go to, and they'll sort of like really emphasize that this is where you're headed, and then it's up to you to find your way there. One thing I'm curious about that, uh, and it would take some experimentation or, I don't know, research, is that are there, and I kind of don't think there is, are there multiple ways to get to these destinations? It's kind of linear, this game, in that there's not a lot of choice at paths that you can take. In fact, I don't think there is a choice for the most part on getting from point A to point B, which uh, perhaps if they ever make another The Last of Us, <laughs> although I'm not sure how they would, I suppose you could just make it within this universe and have different protagonists and a whole different story. Anyways, I think what would be a good idea is use that same same mechanic of seeing a, uh, a building in the distance that you have to work your way towards, but then give multiple paths to reach that destination. Hmm, that's an interesting idea. Okay, so after this sadness of uh, my girlfriend dying, and it was sad, this Freaking game. Sad, depressing, heartwarming, uh, just a whole bundle of emotions. I will say, at points further in the game, because I had become so attached to these characters, there was perhaps the odd tear shed. Yeah, not since uh, the video game Journey has that happened. So, really, really emotional. Underlying emotional impact of this game is just huge, huge, huge. Something else they do, which uh, I thought was a good idea, is that uh, time will jump sort of rapidly. Like, it'll it'll just pop up spring, summer, winter, uh, fall in between spring and winter. Hmm. Just so that way you know a lot how time has passed. So you're not in these journeys, for the most part, on foot across the United States where this takes place. You're not doing the actual factual journeying the entire time, which I think is a good way to go about it. You're sort of only... It's almost as if you're checking in with Ellie and Joel when uh, shit is about to go down. Shit, such as our first destination, which is meeting up with a dude, a crazy dude, who uh, owes Joel a favor. He has... And again, this is going back to Half-Life, there was an area of Half-Life called Ravenholm, which you know what I'm talking about if you play that game, where there was a, a sort of priest-preacher character who had used this area to sort of kill bad guys and had made it his home despite the extreme danger. There's an area in this game called, I can't remember, but it was the exact same feel to the T, with the exception that the crazy guy was not a preacher, he was just a crazy guy. The guy kind of reminded me a little bit of, um, oh shit, what the hell was the crazy guy from Grand Theft Auto that I just played? There's Michael Franklin and, oh geez, well, I don't have time to think of names because we're on a deadline. Anyways, he gets us a, uh, through a very, very cool series of events, sort of a little problem solving, which comes up from time to time gets me a truck so I can make our way forward, and there's a lot of that involved, like how do I get out of the area that I am in to the next area for sort of problem solving here involving, you know, getting a battery, 
getting the actual truck that had crashed into a school that had been overrun. And I think there's not really different ways to go about it other than sneakily or guns a-blazing. And sort of the way that I went about every sort of experience within this game that had to be completed was to start off doing it sort of the sneaky route. And then once uh, that sort of went to shit and I was caught by the bad guys killing people, then go guns a-blazing. So uh, best of both worlds there. That way your ammo is not wasted right off the bat. You can sort of stab them and strangle them and what have you. On the note of ammo, I think one of the things this game is sort of famous for, and rightfully so, is the lack of it, ammo that is, you really, really, really have to make every bullet count. I've never felt that in a game, that sort of need for conservation of ammo like this before, which makes a sort of sense in the apocalypse. It's not like thousands of bullets are just going to be lying all over the place. Although this does play, take place in the States, so maybe there is thousands of bullets lying, lying all over the place. You just don't know. Folks, I'm at home. Ah, Jesus. Dead lines on this one, I tells you. I tells you. I'm going to have to perhaps speed it up a bit on my drive home and uh, get through this if I can. I hope. I hope. That will leave one final thing to say before I go in and do eight hours and then meet you back here for the rest of our Last of Us talk. And that is, of course, oh my glove. Look at her butt. I'm a fool to do your dirty working, working, working. And we're back. We are back. We are back. We are back. We are back. 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 We are back. Back in action. Hello again. Rushing, rushing will continue. I have no choice but to bling you. <laughs> Uh, I felt like I had to rhyme there, but I couldn't think of something that rhymed with continue that would make sense, so I said, blah, blin you. Blah, blin you. That may be the title of this episode, because I like that made-up word. Next, in this game, uh, I kind of remember where I left off, where I think was what was going to happen next, is that I met up with a couple of, couple of brothers. <laughs> I just realized I could be racist because they were a pair of black gentlemen. But they were also brothers, so I'm not being racist. Alright? Uh, yeah, sort of a similar situation. Kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of, in, the, in that uh, the younger of the brothers was close, maybe younger than Ellie. And the older was not as old as I was. And when I say I, I mean Joel who's got to be in his 50s or maybe in his 40s and just looking old because of the tough life he has led. Uh, and this this older brother was, I don't know, in his 20s. Whatever age is not important, but sort of a similar vibe in that we both very, very much care about our charges. Huh? Huh? Uh, this deep caring and the fact that they are, I guess when you sort of boil it down, they are... African-American in a horror situation, uh, I don't like their odds. I do not like them at all. And that sort of follows through with the young one getting infected and turning and just just bad, bad things happening. And again, much sadness because we spend some time with them, sort of 
helping each other along, realizing that our goals are similar and we're heading to find these fireflies. Uh, there exists in this part uh, something that I like within video games that happens quite often, and it is, uh, I guess if you sort of boil it down again, we're just boiling things down because we're uh, crunched for time. Time for crunched. Uh, a sniper mission is what I was saying. And uh, I like a good sniper mission. I'm, uh, I don't want to toot my own horn. And I don't often when it comes to things video games related because I think I don't play a lot of online video gaming. I'm not as sort of good at various things that perhaps someone who plays Call of Duty and nothing but Call of Duty might be better at first person shooters than someone like myself who mixes it up between everything and anything. That being said, they don't know what they're missing if that is the only game they are playing. And I feel a great pity and sadness for those folk. Mm. Anyways, tooting my own horn back to, uh, I'm usually pretty good at sniper missions. Uh, I don't know what it is, but I, I seem to have a sort of an act for it. And it was sort of me protecting these three while they were being surrounded and popping off bad guys left, right, and center. And uh, I wrote it down because it was fun and, uh, you know, that's what I do. Uh, eventually, I make it to a town slash uh, sort of a little slice of civilization where my brother is held up, held up in a uh, hydroelectric dam. So they've sort of brought that back online. They've got uh, women, children, families. They're constantly being harassed by raiders as you get, sort of a Mad Max scenario developing in that there are bad raider people, and I don't know who to trust. The reason that I wanted to find my brother is because my thought was I was going to pass off my responsibility of Ellie to him, which uh, I didn't want to do in the game because I had grown to like her, and apparently so had Joel, because he eventually, of course sort of reaches the decision that not only is Ellie my responsibility, but I care greatly for her and just wanted to take care of her, make sure shit doesn't go down. I trust my brother, but I wouldn't trust anyone with this responsibility. It's sort of that decision that was a major personality shift you can kind of feel in Joel, where he starts to open up a little bit, and you can kind of sense that he is using Ellie as a bit of a replacement for his dead daughter. And uh, it's both sad, a little heartwarming, and, you know, it's all over the place emotionally. Uh, reach a point, I guess it was kind of around this point, now that I think about it, where we are making our way to the University of Colorado, because that is where we believe the Fireflies have landed. Huh? Yeah. It is within this university where a horrible, horrible accident happens, and that takes the shape of Jewel falling from a second story onto a, I guess it was like a piece of rebar, which uh, that always makes me cringe. It's something you see in movies from time to time. I don't know if I've ever seen it in a video game, but it always makes me just cringe falling on like a, like a giant rusty bar and it poking through you. Uh, that was sort of a whole cool section there where I was hurting and I was playing this character who was hurting. So I couldn't run as I normally could. I had to sort of stagger around and my vision would blur 
and it really, really gave me the sense that, man, this guy is friggin' close to death, and this guy is me, who I am controlling, so gave you a very good sense of danger, imminent danger, because while all of this was happening, I'm fighting off guys with the help of Ellie, who at this point has turned into a bit of a badass in her own right, and has protected me to certain degrees over the course of our journey, but here is where she really sort of comes into her own, and without her, I would have died multiple times, and she's shooting bad guys and helping me walk, and eventually, we do one of those sort of time jumps where Ellie is taking care of me, but uh, is unable to do so to her best ability because I've become infected. Infected because of the rebar, not because of fungus. Let's just specify that. She needs medicine. She comes across a couple of dudes who uh, offer to trade medicine for a deer that I recently hunted and killed. That was sort of an interesting section where I am playing Ellie. Yeah, it sort of switched up the action there for a little while while Joe is incapacitated with his probably getting near gangrenous infected belly. I gotta take care of him, and part of that involved hunting. So uh, I hunted a little deer. Yeah, hey, with a bow and arrow. No less. Once the deer was taken down, uh, I'm sort of about to start to, I guess, cut it up a little bit. And uh, these two guys come along, and at first I'm like, fuck that, get out of here, you bastards. And then I come to the realization that they have medicine and are willing to trade me deer for medicine. So I'd say, hey, yeah, I like that idea. This part was kind of cool because, and I mentioned this this morning, in zombie anything, movie, book, video games. I realize this is not zombie, okay, I keep stressing that point, but in things such as this, it is quite often the humans you have to look out for more than anything, and these guys were very, very nice. Well, one of them was outwardly nicer than the other, but I just couldn't feel if I should trust him or not, and I was sort of swinging back and forth with that thought of, can I trust him, can I not trust him, and it was interesting because... You could see Ellie, who I was in control of, having these same emotional swings back and forth, not knowing whether to trust this guy. Uh, it was kind of funny, too, because the missus just so happened to be sitting with me while this was going on. She very, very infrequently will be beside me while I'm playing video games. She'll be doing her own thing. But uh, sometimes she'll just see me playing, and it just so happened to be during this. So she was, it was kind of funny, because I was developing the thought that I could trust this guy, and I asked her, what do you think, should I trust this guy? And <laughs> I guess it comes as no surprise that she said, no, don't trust him. And the little spoiler part here is that, no, I should not have trusted him, because he and his entire group turned out to be cannibals. Cannibals. Yeah. <laughs> so fuck. He was so nice, too. Bastard. That was a whole cool section where, again, I was in charge. In charge. I was in control of Ellie while Joel was recuperating, because I did manage to get that medicine. That was part of the reason. I thought I could trust him, because he did give me that medicine. And I did bring it back to Joel and uh, healed him. However, I was then captured by cannibal. Now, this nice cannibal... <laughs> this nice cannibal. This cannibal who was nice to me, I suppose I should say, wanted me to sort of become one of them and to 
join their team, their cannibalistic team. I was having none of it. That being said, I think if tables were... I think if an actual apocalypse happened, uh, I think I could eat a human. You know, just saying. Wouldn't be my first choice. But, uh, you know, if it's them or me, pass the butt cheek, basically. It's the other, other white meat. Yeah? Yeah. I managed to escape from these cannibals, kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of. I'm sort of stuck in their compound, and it's during a blizzard. So uh, that was cool in that you couldn't really see anything very far. So you would just be stumbling along in this blizzard and come across a guy and have to uh, decide what you're going to do. Should you run? Should you shoot him? I usually went with option three, which was uh, try to stab him because then others wouldn't come after me from hearing my gunshots or him yelling. That was my 90% of the time. That's what I did, which, you know what, I just realized. If you've listened to many of my Thurf Video Games Day episodes, it's come up quite a number of times, or let's just say a handful of times, where I've mentioned I don't like stealth games. I don't like being stealthy within games. Probably prime sort of example is like the Splinter Cell series. Those games bore the living bejesus out of me. Metal Gear Solid, same sort of thing. Uh, I don't like sneaking around, guys. I like going out guns a-blazing. And I've just sort of come to the realization right now, as I am speaking these words of this game, that a lot of this game involved having to be stealthy. And yet, I never found it onerous. I always had fun doing so. I think it was... I'm trying to pinpoint why this is. I think maybe it is, because you have such a feel of this being an actual real situation that... If this was an actual real situation, I wouldn't go guns a-blazing. I would try to be perhaps a little stealthy. Maybe another thing is that if my stealthiness fails within this game, it does not automatically mean that mission over, I'm dead. Might as well start over from before I was caught. Yeah, yeah, that's probably it as well. Very, very good. I don't know if I said at the top of this episode, but I feel like I should say it now just so I don't forget. This game gets a 5 out of 5. Like, there, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Getting kind of closer to home, close enough that I should try to wrap this up, if at all possible. We jump forward, that was winter, jump forward to spring, where Joel is uh, pretty much back to his 100% self, and we are on horseback and heading to a hospital within Utah, if I do recall can't actually see my notes now because it's too dark to do so, so I'm kind of going a little off the cuff here. Yeah, uh, head to a hospital where we believe the fireflies are now, although we've been let down quite a number of times now, reached areas where we thought they would be to only, f only to find, no, they had moved on for various reasons. Kind of cool thing about that, frustrating if you are Joel or Ellie, but uh, for me, the game player, kind of interesting because it's sort of like a, a detective novel. You're picking up clues along the way to decipher why they have left these places and where they are headed now. Uh, I like that idea. Eventually reach this hospital, reach these fireflies, and this is where the game, an already pretty fucked up game, gets, for me, just unbelievable and can't believe the sort of road that it took. Captured by the fireflies 
and Ellie, despite the fact that she wanted to meet with them, is, I suppose, on the one hand, how do I say this? On the one hand, she has worked all these months towards reaching these people so they could, I, I, I guess, use her in order to develop a cure. What I suppose she must have thought of along the way is the possibility that the using of her could potentially involve her death. I know it was something always in the back of my mind. I, I kind of thought along the lines of, okay, this can go one of two ways. One, they could draw some of her blood, and within her blood would exist something that would help cure this fungal disease. However, and it turns out the other possibility was they need to extract something from her body, specifically in her brain, that uh, was the reason that she could not become infected. With this, they would have their cure guaranteed. Alright, if you are Joel, who has developed, well, let's face it, a love of Ellie, what do you do in this situation? Something I'm a little curious about, I don't know if I just somehow missed it, was there ever a choice as to what I did in this situation? Was there ever the possibility that I could say, ah, you know what, despite the fact that I love this girl like a daughter, like the daughter I lost, she's filled the hole in my heart that this dead daughter left, I realize that in order to save humanity, she has to die. I understand it, I don't like it, but go ahead with the operation. Was that ever an option to to have that happen? And I just somehow missed that option. I, I don't think so. Regardless, I probably wouldn't have chose that option. <laughs> just because uh, I liked her too much. So I didn't want to see her dead. So I busted out of this hospital, killed a just unbelievable amount of people. Like, over the course of this game, that's the one sort of... I guess, kind of unrealistic thing, I think, is that they made the realisticness of not being able to find a lot of ammo, but one thing they didn't make realistic is the amount of people I kill, like in the hundreds of people that I just somehow managed to massacre without getting killed myself, uh, that's a little unrealistic. It gives you a sense of power, but I think an unrealistic sense of power. Anyways, so I bust out bust into the operation table where she is about to be operated on, hence the name of the table, and uh, grab her. She's knocked unconscious already and carry her out of there. Right before I make my final escape, I kill the head of the Fireflies, the Fireflies who kind of have the feel of one of humanity's last remaining hopes for returning to a quote-unquote normal life, and I say, fuck it. I... I'm going to do anything and everything to save this girl, including killing this leader of these people. So, Jesus Christ, I just sort of my mind was blown of, this is not, I, don't, I think, the actions of a good person. It is more the actions of a crazy person, if anything. Someone who has lost their ability to reason, and I am thrust into this role as this person. Eventually, we're sort of, we have made our escape and are driving away. We are far, far away, uh, presumably beyond the capture of these people. And Ellie says to me, what? Where am I? How did we get here? I was about to have this operation. Joel gives her some bullshit about uh, how they found others with the same ability not to be infected, which was a lie. 
swears on his daughter's life that this is the case. And that is, my friends, where it ends. So, uh, again, just sort of jaw-dropping ending. Fade to black of, he just lied to her, and the lie means that a cure for all all humanity is now not going to happen because of his crazy amount of love for this girl. Folks, well, we did it. That was a crazy video games day. I hope that you play this game. I hope that you did play this game, I suppose, rather, and then listen to this and uh, give you a little of that tingly feeling of remembering your time playing. Yeah, how about that? How about that for a thought there? That will leave one final thing to say, which is always the final thing to say on this particular podcast, which is, it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address, mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Come the day you're mine Live long and prosper